IDC Radio. And and also like Bane's mask, you know, it's just straight morphine, right? Dude's high all the time, if you think about <laughs> it. Dude's stoned out of his mind. No wonder he has such an obsessive love for this for this and his motive is so crazy, you know, blowing up a stadium, stuff like that. Dude's high. How can you blame that guy? <laughs> Welcome back to Film Fanatics, your home for the hottest movie topics of the week. I'm your host, Alan. And I'm Gal. So, Gal, last episode we talked about the Golden Globes getting cancelled, as well as we covered some exciting casting news on Ryan Johnson's Knives Out 2. We went back to the team rom-coms 90s with our friend Arbel, talking about 10 things I hate about you. That's right, Alan, and I hope this episode can be even better. We're going to be talking about some Indiana Jones casting news, as well as Disney's release strategy for the, quote, end of the pandemic. We also have another special guest on our Total Recall segment. I'm so excited, Gal. Our friend Yarden is coming, to, is coming to talk to us about one of his favorite movie franchises, the Dark Knight Trilogy. We're also reviewing the new Amy Adams movie that debuted in number one on Netflix in the past week, The Woman in the Window. Starting off our news segment with some exciting casting news, Indiana Jones 5 has added Boyd Holbrook and Seanette Renee Wilson. Yeah, Gal, I'm really excited about this movie. Um, one of my favorite directo- directors, James Mangold, is actually helming it. I'm, I was very happy what he did with Logan. And also uh, he also cast uh, Boyd Holbrook in Logan, and he was a great villain there. So I'm, I'm excited about this one. If you don't know, James Mangold was behind The Wolverine, Logan, Ford vs. Ferrari, 310 to Yuma, Walk the Line with Joaquin Phoenix, uh, Girl Interrupted, which Angelina Jolie won an Oscar for. He's big. Yeah, he's a great director, and I'm, I'm really excited about this one because I'm just going to be frank. When, uh, when Spielberg dropped off of this project, I, lo- I kind of lost my interest. But when they, when they hired Mangold, I was like, oh, they want to do something special here. Yeah, I definitely feel that, and Boyd Holbrook is also really good in the show Narcos, where he's the protagonist, and I did some research on Seanette Renee Wilson, because I didn't know who she was before, and turns out she played Adora Milaje in Black Panther. Yeah, that was that was news for me, uh, when you told me that, I was very surprised, so this this is good, good that her career is advancing like this. Who else can we expect to see in Indiana Jones 5? There's one casting news that came out a couple of weeks back that I'm really excited about. Mads Mikkelsen is apparently playing the villain, and I'm so excited about that. Also, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is in the cast. Oh yeah, this is going to be a really fun movie coming out next summer, 2022. Yeah, as well, um, one really important thing, Harrison, Ch- Harrison Ford is coming back, and thank God Shia LaBeouf isn't. <laughs> yeah. Harrison Ford, though, is unrivaled. One of my favorite actors. Yeah, for sure. He's, he's one of the greats. Okay, so our second news star today, according to Disney CEO Bob Chapek, Free Guy and Shang-Chi will get exclusive theatrical releases. This is exciting news because Disney has been doing like um, a hybrid release for the their pandemic movies, like with Mulan, and they're doing the same thing now for Cruella. 
and also with Black Widow on July 9th. So I'm, I'm really excited to get back to theaters, and apparently so is Disney. Well, yeah, it seems like Jungle Cruise, July 30th, will also have the Premier Access hybrid thing. And then two weeks later, Free Guy will be exclusive to theaters. And that's an exciting transition back. They're confident that we're all going to be back there and we're going to be comfortable seeing Ryan Reynolds kick ass in theaters in August. Of course, I'm so excited about this one. I've been looking forward to this movie for a while now. It was supposed to come out, I think, a year ago. Uh, yeah, it, it sounds amazing. I love Ryan Reynolds, and he's a video game character. What can go wrong? Guy, this world, it's a video game. And it's full of bad guys. I'm a rule breaker. I'm a rattle chicka 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 snaker. So next up is this week... Universal released the trailer for Dear Evan Hansen based on the famous musical. I don't understand what happened. You did. You don't know how much you've given my family and me. You will be found. I actually got got a bit emotional watching this trailer. is a wow. is a bit of a ride, and Ben Platt is pretty great. So yeah. I was a bit concerned because he's like 27 playing a high schooler still. But from the trailer, it seems like his acting is still going to sell it. Props to him, because until you told me right now that he was 27, I had no idea. I thought he was way younger than that. So <laughs> props to his acting. Power of acting. I, I was lucky enough to see the musical when oh, you it were? was on Broadway. Not with him, but in 2019, me and my grandparents were on Broadway. And that's the musical we decided to get tickets for because of the buzz and I got to say, the story is really original and the songs are really fun. And I think if they get this movie right, it could be something really special. I already know you. And I love you. Now we actually have some Batman news for you guys. The Batgirl movie finally got some directors with Adi El Arbi and Bilal Fala, the two directors from Bad Boys 3, Bad Boys for Life. We also have some more Batman news. A new Batman animated series had been, has been set on HBO Max. This series will be produced by Bruce Timm, J.J. Abrams and Matt Reeves. We also got a third piece of news. Uh, sorry, an Injustice animated movie is being planned as well. What do you think about this parade of Batman news? Seems like the, the Batman hype train is never ending. Personally, I'm not a big watcher of the animated superhero shows unless it's invincible. But um, I think the Batgirl news is pretty exciting. And I wanted to add, not only did I surprisingly enjoy Bad Boys for Life because I didn't really like the first two, but also Bilal Fala and Adil El Arbi are also directing episodes of Miss Marvel. This movie be is being written by uh, Christina Hudson. She wrote... Ooh, I did not know that. Yeah, she wrote Bumblebee and she wrote Birds of Prey. And she's also writing the new Flash movie that's supposed to come out 2022. Both of those movies that she wrote, I enjoyed a lot more than I thought I would. The same here. Like, Bumblebee is the only tolerable Transformers movie. I agree. Yeah, and then I know that you're very much into the animated shows, so what do you think of that news? I'm really excited about this Batman show because when I was a kid, this was my favorite show, the Batman 90s animated show. I used to watch it like every day after school. 
and it it was so good. And uh, it had some. It had a great cast. Uh, Kevin Conroy to this day is the best voice of Batman, I believe. Uh, and also Mark Hamill as the Joker was insane. So I really hope they come back. And then I know Batgirl hasn't been cast yet, but do you have any like fan casting choices that you would pitch to Warner Brothers? Emma Stone. Ooh, I didn't think of that. Emma Stone has always been my Batgirl. I don't think she's ever going to be the real Batgirl because DC <laughs> keeps effing up, but she would be an amazing Batgirl. Kicking off today's Total Recall segment, we have a special guest with us, Yarden. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me, man. I'm really excited. Today we are talking about a trilogy that is one of the most popular blockbuster series in the last couple years, and that is the Dark Knight movies. So, Yarden, tell us a bit about your relationship with this trilogy. To be honest, I never was much of a superhero kind of guy. Uh, I watched Marvel um, way more than DC, so the fact that I got into Batman was kind of... I don't know. I I heard how good it was. It was quarantine. I needed to check it out. And, wow. It's... First off, like, kudos to Christopher Nolan. That guy is an amazing director. And the actors. I mean, A-list actors. You got for... Uh, what do you call it? For Batman, you got uh, Christian Bale playing. You got Heath Ledger for The Dark Knight. Like, it's just an overall great movie. So starting off, I would actually like to propose a personal top three here. I want to see where you guys stand. It's actually, it's kind of hard doing the top three because I would say the clear, obvious first movie is The Dark Knight, the second movie that came out with where the Joker is introduced and is in that movie. I think, wow, that, that movie is incredible. And then really, it's up for debate, up for debate what the second and third is. Um, but I think, you know, you gotta know the origins, so I guess Batman Begins, pretty sure that's what the, the first movie is called, Batman Begins, I guess would be second, and then Batman Returns, is that the third movie? The Dark Knight Rises. The Dark, yeah, (laughs) exactly, The Dark Knight Rises, I guess would be the third one. Okay, so mine would just be slightly different from your dance, it would be Dark Knight number one, Rises number two, and Batman Begins number three. I think Rises holds up for me a lot because it was also one of the earlier big action blockbusters that I saw in theaters when I was like 10 years old and I actually saw it here in Israel. It was pretty epic and I just rewatched it this week and I got to say the action really holds up and it's still really, really exciting and Tom Hardy's Bane is such a standout. My favorite one is actually Batman Begins, uh, which might take some flack from basically everyone. Uh, but the reason, I have a good reason behind it. It's very personal for me. It was actually the first superhero movie I've ever watched. And it's what got me into the superhero genre in general. And I watched it when I was like a little kid. And it just has this special place in my heart. I watch it basically every year. And it's, it's one of my favorite movies because of that. Technically, like if you look at the overall movie, The Dark Knight is clearly better. But, like, just as a personal favorite, uh, Begins would be first, then Dark Knight, then Rises. That's not like a, like a dig on Rises. I actually enjoyed that movie so much, especially rewatching them uh, last month, I think, is when I rewatched the trilogy. Now, hearing the explanation behind it, like, I'm way more fine with you saying your tier list. Sure, I could disagree with it, but, I mean, at the end of the day, Christopher Nolan 
you know, produced. I'm pretty sure he directed all three of them. Right? Yeah. He directed all three. Yeah. Of them. So I mean, the the dude is a genius. You know what he's what he's doing. You know what he's doing. I just feel like the second one is just so good, and you you need to like introduce these and have the background and stuff like that. You know, with um, how he even got to be Batman. I feel like the first movie really helped set up the second one. And then, yeah, the third one, the action's amazing. I completely agree with you. I also think the older you are when you watch these movies, the more appreciation you have because you actually understand, like, how much work actually... Like, let's say just a random explosion. Like, that shit takes a lot. And no one's known for doing all of this stuff practical and in camera. He doesn't love doing too much CGI. Right. Unlike Marvel movies. Yeah. Kudos to that guy. Yeah, he, he's definitely top director in my books yeah he has a commitment to realism even if you watch the dark knight trilogy like it's a superhero trilogy you wouldn't think it should be that much realistic because he doesn't make he doesn't give people like superpowers or anything like that so it's way more realistic and i i really appreciate that about him it feels very much like a grounded crime thriller even though there are ships and technologies and suits they try to give these villains like typical criminal motives or outlooks on society and power structures and stuff like that and they dive really deep into that in this trilogy yeah if, if you want to go to like villains and motives if you want to start the the joker part i mean that's a perfect segue just because the joker doesn't have a motive that's a thing the he's joker is just yeah he's just straight chaos some people just want to watch the world burn that's bro doesn't have a plan in a sort of sense where like he doesn't have a motive that's very hard for Batman to, like, really wrap their head around. Like, this dude really just wants to be crazy chaos. Yeah, he with- just wants to watch the word burn, like you said. Yeah. I think that's the scariest about him is there's no reasoning with the Joker. And he puts crazy dilemmas. The boat, um, the two boats with the certain passengers. That's and- intense. And the, and wow. the ratio and, and, uh, and um, was the commissioner or was it Harvey? The yeah Harvey Dent and then Rachel. You were Harvey Dent and yeah. Rachel. That that's like a really hard one to watch. Yeah, and Ooh, yeah. and it, it it emphasizes the Joker's um mastermind behind like your your decisions don't matter because you're not in control, which is pretty tough for a lot of people. And for Batman especially, he's used to being in control of everything in that city, and uh, to this guy to just come in and like wreck everything and make him lose all control. He's not used to that. Where are they? Choose between one lie for the other. Your friend, the district attorney. Or his blushing right to be. <laughs> you have nothing. Nothing to threaten me with. Nothing to do with all your strength. Don't worry. I'm going to tell you where they are. Both of them. And that's the point. You'll have to choose. Can we talk a little bit about the villains from The Dark Knight Rises? See, with Bane, like, uh, Bane and Tom Hardy, we mentioned a little earlier, dude played a great, great role. And he's like, no one cared of me until I put on the mask or whatever. I tried doing the, the voice. That was actually pretty good. <laughs> By the way, that, that airplane scene in the beginning of Rises is oh. the top three best scenes in the trilogy, for sure. For sure. <laughs> It's it's a strange thing, like, because uh, the whole movie, you hate this dude. And, like, he broke Batman's back, which is, like, an incredible scene that they took from the comics. And, oh, I love that scene. And and also, like, Bane's mask, you know. It's just straight morphine, right? It's, it's some kind of painkiller. 
No clue. Yeah, because he's always in pain. He's always in pain. So that yeah. he, has to, he literally has to breathe pain. Dude's high all the time, if you think about <laughs> it. Dude's stoned out of his mind. No wonder he has such an obsessive love for this. For this, And his motive is so crazy, you know, blowing up a stadium, stuff like that. Dude's high. How can you blame that guy? <laughs> what about, like, Hans Zimmer's music? I just think every time there's that theme that comes up, just like gets your heart pounding, you know. It's, it's exciting. So good. It's so 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 good. First off, the Batman. Anytime Batman enters, like they have that iconic. I don't want to do it. I'd be doing it just to, this justice. But they have that <laughs> iconic intro theme for every time Batman pulls through. Hans Zimmer definitely um, knows how to um, grab the viewer's attention just through the ears. You know. Yeah, that's fair. Would you believe me if I told you that I've seen Hans Zimmer perform live? I, yeah, I'll believe you. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's really cool, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, and he did the, I don't remember if he did, like, the entire Dark Knight theme, but he did the part where they're, like, chanting from Rises. I mean, the chant, do you remember that? The chant. I have to, like. I remember that. It's, I um, in the cave. Sorry. Yeah, in the cave. When oh. they're chanting for Batman to, like, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> By the way, if we if we want to real quickly go, you know, back to the first movie, um, Batman or um, I guess Bruce himself has to like understand that if he wants to get into this superhero thing, he has to like sacrifice his own image. If you're a dude from Gotham and you hear who Bruce is, you just know him as a billionaire who is like a loner, like um, selfish, ladies man. Um, can't, you know, get a wife or whatever, you know. Yeah, you wouldn't think this man would be putting his life at risk yeah, every night. By the way, I love the way he lets Gordon know that he's Bruce Wayne at the end. Do you remember this? Where he Which kind movie? of Which movie? In the end of The Dark Knight Rises, Gordon okay. asks him, shouldn't the people know who saved them? And he said, a hero can be anyone, even someone like putting a coat on a kid's shoulders to let him know the oh, world didn't end. So yeah. good. So See, I'm good. getting chills right now. I'm chills, getting chills, chills right now. Chills. Because you just reminded me that, and I'm like getting chills. I remember, and like they showed Robin, which missed opportunity there with Very, Joseph, so Joseph Gordon Levitt. Joseph Gordon Levitt is really good in that movie. He should have gotten a chance to be Robin. <laughs> How do you think this holds up in the superhero genre now that we've gotten so many, like a few every year now since then? You know, it's kind of funny as time has aged. It just made the movie better. I think out of all superhero movies, I haven't seen all of them, so it could be an ignorant statement, but I definitely think the trilogy is like top three, top two. I don't even know what other movie. Oh, it's up there. Yeah, sure. I don't even know what other movie superhero was, obviously, could really just be on that level, especially The Dark Knight, the second movie. Yeah. Um. So how it holds today, <laughs> if anything, it's... it's the longer time has gone by, the better it's been holding up, you know? I, feel I agree like, with you. I feel like in a way, even though they're big action blockbusters, they're a different genre than Marvel movies. And I think DC did something similar from Joker, that even though they have superhero characters and origins, they kind of diverge into a different genre. Even Logan had that feeling where it's more crime thriller than superhero epic fun. It deviates away from your normal um, superhero, like, you know, 
Superhero gets introduced, learns how to use his powers correctly, super villain comes in, he has to like face it, yada yada yada. A lot of these movies, um, like you mentioned with the Joker, they're finding different routes to show origins mainly. Um, but just like how different it could be and also how you could, like kinda sympathize even with the villain. Yeah, for sure. I am gonna ask one question to both of you. Have you seen the new trailer for the Batman movie? Of course. It's coming the out one next with year. Robert Pattinson? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that? Good question. It's definitely a new take on Batman and way more sinister and dark and like, you know, Batman has a rule he can't kill people. I think he's gonna kill some peeps. Batman's about to break his rules, huh? Like, especially in that one. In The Dark Knight, he stuck to it. Like, he couldn't kill anybody. I think Harvey Nell was the only person that he killed. Or... Yeah, for sure. But And he broke him. I am apprehensive to the movie. I'm, I'm hoping it does well. I like Robert Pattinson a lot as an actor, especially in Tenet. And um, I'm blanking on the other movie he was in, but there's also the Lighthouse one. It was great in Good Time good time i haven't seen that i should check it out but um i like the actor a lot and i think he's not a bad role for the batman um i'm just really interested like trailers only show so much so i'm really interested where this movie goes and like how dark it actually is the hell are you supposed to be i'm vengeance Oh, it was great having you here then thank you so much to, for talking to us i mean first off thanks for having me um it's really fun just talking about movies and stuff like that and for anybody who hasn't checked out the dark knight trilogy watch it it's like you don't even have to be a superhero fan to oh. really appreciate that movie agreed Okay, so for our weekly review this week, we watched The Woman in the Window. It's the new movie on that came out on Netflix last Friday. It's uh, It's been on number one for days now, so everyone's watching it. NYPD. Why is he here? Mr. Russell believes that you made a mistake. You have never met my wife. We spent the evening together. I'm Jane Russell. So, Gal, what did you think about this movie? I did not like it in the slightest. Um, I don't know. I didn't really have that much excitement, but I was so curious because it was delayed a lot and the cast. And it's a great director. I mean, from all those movies that you mentioned, when I saw Pride and Prejudice and Atonement and Darkest Hour, the things that I noted the most were the directing. And you don't really feel that here. And it was just a missed opportunity because it just like didn't feel dark or challenging enough. It just felt like it was one of those Netflix movies that is just there to appeal to the masses for an hour and 40 minutes and then you forget about. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to actually read from my notes that I took right after I watched this movie. Just so you have a sense of what I was feeling. I actually just have two notes. Great cinematography. Terrible everything else. <laughs> Oh, God. So, um, yeah, I agree with you. This movie's terrible. It's not great. Um, I watched it with a group of friends. They all hated it. Uh, they all hated me for making us watch it. 
Oh, that's uh, the worst. <laughs> but when you this movie on paper should be amazing. Like it's this kind of eerie thriller with like Joe Wright directing. Darkest Hour is a great, great movie. I love that movie. And it starts Amy Adams. She's a great, great actress. And everyone in this movie is a great actor. When someone as highly regarded as Gary Oldman isn't even memorable in a movie like this, you oh, know he's, something's he's wrong. Boring. Julianne Moore also like is forgettable. Jennifer Jason Lee doesn't really do enough. I think Wyatt Russell did a good job. Brian Tyree Henry, it's hard for me not to enjoy him, but that's also some personal biases because I've enjoyed his other work so much. And then Amy Adams, I think, tried her best, but it's not a rival. It's not American Hustle. Yeah, she's amazing, usually. Like, she's one of my favorite actresses. But I don't think we can blame the actors here. I think the script that they got was just so bad that, like... And maybe the direction that they got here, too, which is disappointing considering it's Joe Wright. Uh, but That's true. But, like, Wyatt Russell, I think he did... He did the most with what he was given, and Amy Adams as well. But like, there's, there's not much they could have done to save this one. It's not worth your time, honestly. It's like, it's number one on Netflix now, and I'm not surprised why because it's such a crowd pleaser kind of movie. But in this case, I wouldn't use that as a compliment because it just sacrifices any sort of risk or any feeling of like unpredictability or darkness or like making you learn anything about the fear that she actually has to just being like a like a by the books thriller that you'll forget about after you watch it yeah um that was the feeling everyone that watched with me had as well very forgettable you're playing with the wrong family do they know you're here alone Nine one one. i think somebody is in my house just to end on a bit of a positive note, because this whole movie sucks, you shouldn't watch it. But if you're into cinematography, you might want to check this one out. Because I don't know about you, Gal, but I love the cinematography in this movie. Which pains me to say on a sh- very bad movie. <laughs> I don't know, I, don't, I didn't really notice anything special in the cinematography. Really? But I thought, it was just fine to me, but I thought the editing made some really questionable choices. Yeah, for sure. Uh, maybe because the rest of the movie sucked so bad and the cinematography was decent. Maybe that's where my head is at. Fair enough. <laughs> but I don't know. I just I just stood out to me. So that's our show. Thank you so much to our guest here, Dan. We had a blast talking to you about Batman. Insert the song again, please. It was really fun. And it was great discussing the movie The Woman in the Window, which was... Interesting, to say the least. Thank you for joining us. I'm Gaul. And I'm Alan. We'll see you next week. Hopefully we'll have a better movie by then.